0: Welcome to the Hope College Athletics Orange and or Blue podcast. My name is Alan Babbitt, Sports Information Director here at Hope College. Look forward to, uh, each week during this semester and next semester I'm talking with uh, Hope College uh, coaches and getting an update on uh, their teams and especially during uh, these unprecedented times is navigating the pandemic and uh, helping uh, the college uh, get through the uh, first semester, uh, uh, working hard to finish strong here and have a uh, on campus learning all semester. And with me today, uh, head men's basketball coach, uh, Greg Mitchell, and uh, good to uh, catch up with you, coach. Hey, good to catch up with you as well, Alan. Um, take me through, uh, start with this year's team, obviously uh, uh, much different, um, an earlier start date, different days, how you count practice, um, but you've been able to, to be with your guys and, and, and work with them and uh, work with them collectively as well here uh, since I think late September. So just take me through this year's team. What's, uh, you know, what who are some of the people you've seen emerge as leaders and, and uh, what this team is gonna look like when we get, are able to get on the court?
1: Yeah, it's been so different, uh, obviously, uh, for, for, for various reasons. But, um, you know, right now we have a, a great collection of guys, uh, a good collection of returnees and, and a quality group of newcomers. Um, we, uh, with the uncertainty of of the season and the JV typical season, um, we've elected to keep an expanded varsity roster, which is a little bit different for us. So right now we've got 21 guys, um, and our returning guys have been tremendous leaders throughout a really challenging time. I think, you know, I made a habit of meeting with all of our freshmen for the first few weeks uh, weekly, and the one thing that they said repeatedly was was how welcome they felt and how um, embraced into our culture, they felt. And I thought, wow, what a what a great testament to our returning guys and our veterans, especially with, you know, so so many yeah. limited things on campus with what they're able to do and and from a social standpoint or whatever. And our older guys just did a, a tremendous job at, at welcoming in our younger guys and um kind of showing them the way. And boy, what a what a what a need that was in regards to this first semester. Um so yeah, you know, we're really excited. We've got uh Four captains, uh, Preston Granger, Clayton Dykehouse, Ty George, and Danny Beckman. And you know, I think our guys did a tremendous job in, in recognizing probably our four hardest workers. And I, I always feel that when your captains, your leaders are your hardest workers, you have a chance at, at finding your potential. And I really feel that's the case with these guys. Um, we've been going at it, and we had a conditioning class that they all um, – had the chance to take and so three days a week we were working um outside DeVos had to be very creative we used the tennis courts we used the football stadium we used the grass because we weren't permitted to be indoors for quite some time uh resistant bands became very popular uh because we had to invent ways to challenge our muscle groups and with all the adversity i think our guys just handled it so well and once the DeVos doors were open the Dow doors were open we were able to start doing some things indoors and um, practice was started. Um, we started October fifth. The NCA gave us a two-week addition to the number of of weeks that we could use, and so we we took advantage of that and just kind of phased things in slowly. Um, and now we're we're upon our our fifth week and able to be more competitive, which has been outstanding. Um, but it's just been so doggone different. That's the biggest thing. And uh, handling adversity has been the operative title.
0: Is it a matter? Of what have you seen from, you know, your leaders coming back in terms of it's just it's just their attitude and how they're approaching these challenges that's rubbing off and and uh, you know making the the newcomers feel both welcome and, and engaged.
1: Yeah, I, I I thank you for asking that because, you know, you can there's so many ways people can handle this situation. You can be um, just kind of down in the dumps because of the unknown, or you feel like things are taken away from you and and uh, all those emotions, but our guys have chosen just to to attack the day and and you know be as great as they can possibly be. So I think you know, the Preston Grangers of the world and and, and the captains that I mentioned, um, you know, just figured, hey, this is we're not going to let this situation dictate our work ethic. And so I've been really proud of them for that. Um, I think they've been super intentional about making the most of each day. It's pretty easy to wallow in depression and and wonder uh what was taken away from us but they've gone the other direction and each day they've showed up whether it's at a practice or a, or a lift i've seen nothing but but energy and i think that's what we want them to you know that's that's the kind of person we need them to be and then that works um, so well to show our younger guys this is what we do here so we've we've had the opportunity to lean into our seniors and, and i think they've really shown the way so far this semester.
0: I would say a lot, with a young team last year, a lot of growth. What did you, what did these guys learn that you think will help propel you guys into this uh, upcoming season?
1: Well, I think they were forced to learn a little bit too much. In all honesty, I um, mean, it was a real adverse year. Uh, we, I think, we had six or seven guys around our preseason roster who ended up not being with us due to injuries and all kinds of things. Um, you know, when you ha- you have a pretty good start to the season and then. Things just went south for us. Um, I think you're forced to look in the mirror and, and really, first of all, appreciate your opportunity, but take nothing for granted. And and I think to a man, um, there was a great sense of resolve and, and recommitment uh, from coaching staff to player. And even though we had a really odd offseason where we were limited with what we could do, I just felt like our guys uh, really learned from, uh, a tough year and and there was a sense of recommitment to how we have to do things and um, individually and collectively so I just hope we have the opportunity to showcase that because I think we grew quite a bit and you know that's that's the the thing with adversity it's gonna it's gonna beat you down or it's gonna resurrect you and I think it resurrected us and, and recommitted us to doing what we need to do to to be the type of hope basketball team we're used to seeing
0: obviously with the unusual summer with the, you know, being kind of locked down and limited and what could you do? Um, and there's no, I'm sure not the usual pickup leagues that, you know, were a big part of the summer and, and certainly a, a fun part of the summer for the guys, as you guys talked and before you, had, you know, obviously we had to leave or end your conversations with players. What did they work on this summer to try to, to maximize, you know, what they could do or or to be as ready as to prepare for the season.
1: Yeah, you're right. The things that were taken away were the two summer leagues we play in and then obviously open gyms. uh, All of that was was taken away. I think the one thing with a division three athlete, though, is they don't have access to us coaches in the offseason. So they're always forced to be somewhat independent and and individually motivated. Uh, The big issue with our guys is some had access to you know, equipment and, and a hoop and others, it was very limited. And so they had to get pretty creative. We sent out workouts to start the year. Uh, I mentioned resistant band training. We had to find different ways to to just kind of challenge our muscle groups. Um, and, um, you know, I, I thought all in all, uh, most of our guys took great advantage of it. And And what they did have more of was time because some of them weren't able to have their normal summer job. So we had a couple of guys that you know their job became their bodies and, and just really truly uh, committing themselves to to maximizing their level of conditioning. And, and others, it was it was a challenge just because of their circumstance. So you know, I, I think within that, um, this whole pandemic has challenged us all to, you know, we gotta either you can make lemonade out of lemons or you can just let things rot. And and I feel like our guys really found a way to Challenge themselves to make the most of it. We were in communication with them. We, we tried to pour into them and just, um, you know, get them to realize that every day is a, is a chance to maximize their opportunity. And, uh, you know, for the most part, I thought we did a really good job with that.
0: And I know it was also a challenging summer as well, uh, in addition to the pandemic, with some of the social justice issues that were going on and the conversations I know you've been having with your players. Um, Collectively as a team, and then individually as well. I'm, you know, I'm particularly thinking of like, you know, Evan Thomas and Clayton Dykehouse, um, and and learning from them and and being able to listen to what they were feeling. Just just talk about that and what you tried to do to, you know, to to listen to your guys, you know, in a time that was really really difficult.
1: Yeah, well, I think the the one key word there is listen, and you know, we're all in different circumstances and different situations, and uh, we had some real conversations with with all those guys, and um, you know, I Clayton had an interesting episode as well that um, you know I learned so much from as a coach and just a human being that he went through. And we followed up on that, and and just kind of worked through it together. And then when we came together this fall, uh, we we took a a day off of conditioning and just talked and just let these guys kind of share their stories, and and some guys listened, and I thought it it brought us together. I thought it allowed us, you know, the one of the most important things in our world is is having the ability to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes and, and, and learn what their perspective looks like. And um, you know, I appreciate those guys sharing their stories and and embracing some real challenging conversations because as we all know, this this world has this year in our world has been so challenging and, and we're essentially polarized. And I think as a team, you know, we have, we have some unique personalities within a team. You have to find a way to meet in the middle. And I just think those conversations really allowed us to do that. And if, if anything, I think it galvanized us even more and made us more aware of what we can do as as players and students and men in our society. Because I think if we can all look to walk in somebody else's shoes, no matter what, you know, unrelated to basketball, we're just gonna be better people, um, better husbands, better men, if we just learn to to embrace each other and and, and work for unity. And uh, give our guys a lot of credit for that and just just being real honest and transparent because I think we grew uh, in that regard.
0: I know with a, a team effort that listening, uh, it helps uh, a head coach has a uh, capacity his own and you need uh, some tremendous assistant coaches to help you along that way. Tell us about, you know, the men that are helping uh, you out this year and helping this team out uh, that we'll uh, you know, hopefully see on the sidelines soon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, coach Davlar, I'll start there just with uh, his experience. He's been tremendous and just being, um, you know, a little more mature in age, he's been very careful throughout the whole pandemic time. So we, we went through a streak. I think it was, I don't know, 33, 34 straight days where we talked on the phone. I think we broke our streak and it was a little depressing, but we made a great point to stay in communication every single day. And he's just been awesome. He's been able to come to practices and, and uh, you know, he gives us so much wisdom and knowledge and uh, just a stabilizing force. So, uh, props to Coach D. And you know, Coach um, Coach Copus is kind of behind the scenes with with recruiting stuff. Uh, he's still he's still doing his thing uh, in that regard. Um, coach Carlson, who was our JV coach last year, he's now a, a head varsity assistant, um, and you uh, know, I'm able to work with him every single day as he has a job on campus with ECO, um, and it's great to have a. a, a a recent player who knows what it feels like on the other side of, of the, uh, of the bench, so to speak, and then bringing his knowledge and experience on the coaching side has just been tremendous. And then our newest addition is, uh, is coach Ken George. know, um, I've had my eyes on, on coach George for some time, 24 uh, year veteran high school coach, one of the best coaches uh, in the state of Michigan. He's given us uh, just a, a whole new sense of, of, like I said, experience and knowledge from a head coaching position, and I think that makes a big difference. He's incredibly organized. Uh, just got done writing his second book. He's going to be working on his third book. His brain operates on a totally different planet than mine. And I think, you know, if you're any, if you're anything worth, if you're if you're worth anything as a coach, you want to surround yourself with people who challenge you, and 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 might be stronger than you in certain areas. And I and I feel like I have that on my staff. Um, and, and Ken's just going to bring a, a, a great new component to us. Our players love him, um, so I'm just excited to, you know, test the level of what I think is, is vast improvement in, in all facets of Hope Basketball. So we just need a season to, to take place, and uh, and we're going to we're going to forge ahead and 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 show that uh, that growth.
0: Where did where did the love of basketball start for you? Obviously, it's been a it's been your life, uh, you know, and, and you had a, a great uh, did some, accomplish some great things here at Hope as a player, and then went on to, you know, the high school level. Great coaching career at Langsburg, and now back here at your alma mater, at Hope. Where did that that fire for basketball start with you, Greg?
1: Well, it was family. I mean, I was the fifth of five children. Uh, my dad was a college basketball player at Tulane. Um, all my siblings played, so I was, I mean, I was born in a gym. Um, I was the the ball boy when I was five years old at Okemos High School, never missed a game, home or away. Uh, it's just what we did. My sisters played, my brother played, uh, as I mentioned, my dad played. And then I think the love of, of the game started there, but, you know, I was blessed to play for just a, a legendary high school coach and Stan Stoltz. And whether it was a summer camp or playing on his team, I just, I don't know. I um, gravitated to every word that came out of his mouth, and I, I know it's because I love the game and I had so much respect for him. And then, you know, through the recruiting process and having the chance to to play for a, another great coach was Coach Van Wieren, and I think the same thing. You know, it's just those those type of people fuel your passion for the game because because they're passionate about it. Two completely different coaches, different coaching styles. But their love of the game and knowledge of the game—it just that was my, you know, that was my vice. That's what I wanted to, what I wanted to do. And and those two guys to me, um, just fed that that desire. And so um, it was natural for me to want to have a, a career in coaching in teaching. But that's credit to the people that were around me. And and then I was fortunate to play on really really good teams. I mean, we won. Two state championships in high school, and then obviously we were very successful here at, at, at Hope during Coach's tenure. And um, you know, it just when you find a when you find a job that you love, it's hard to call it work. Uh, I, I get to come to Hope College every day and and, and work in DeVos Fieldhouse and, and coach some amazing players from phenomenal families. So basketball's been pretty good to me.
0: I mean, you're, you're shooting. You still actually hold a you know a three point record here at Hope. Uh, for percentage, was, was that just something from being in the gym and shooting that repetition that came for you, or are you the best? Were you the best shooter among your family, or are you still? Is there a sibling that uh, maybe just a little, a
1: slight hair, uh, um, better for you? So my, my dad was a, I mean he was born in Indiana, and we all know that Hoosiers love love to play the game. My dad was a good shooter. Uh, so was my brother. I mean, I yeah, I think I could probably outshoot him. I would hope, but r- regardless of that give them a lot of credit for just, you know, spending time in the driveway and, and, and being role models that I wanted to seek uh, and, and, and just be like, so love to shoot still, you know, still like to shoot the basketball. I think that's, that's one thing that um, hopefully doesn't leave me just uh, just don't guard me because I'm not sure I can get by anybody, but if I'm left <laughs> alone, I think I can make a couple buckets here and there.
0: What, what is it about shooting? What is it that still gives you uh, gives you a thrill?
1: I don't know. I, I love the immediate results. That's why I just love basketball. And I think it's the one sport where you can pretty much play by yourself and and emulate the sport. I mean, if you're a football player or a baseball player, it's kind of hard to to replicate that sport. But but shooting, it's such an integral part of the game, an important part of the game. And you get to rep it and practice it all the time. And I just, that's all I did. I mean, I, I shot the basketball and I I studied it. I, I love to coach it, and analyze it, and I think there there's a, a right way to shoot, um, and so some real specific fundamental things that I think lead to your results, and so I, I paid attention to that, and um yeah, I just, I, I think it's one of those things that, uh, you know, there's no way to perfect it, but there's always a way to improve upon it, and I just wanted to be as, as good as I could be, and I think with time and repetitions, um, that's that's the ultimate key, and I just, I love shooting with players. I love shooting with younger kids and, and tweaking shots and trying to help them uh, get to the point where it just increases their confidence. Because that's, I mean, ultimately, that's the key. You have your form, you believe in your form, you rep it, but you believe it's going in every time you shoot it. And um, that's certainly what we want to impart on our guys. And, you know, I'm coaching alongside, you know, Coach George and Coach Carlson, who are two great shooters as well. And it's, it's we kind of jokingly say that we we would challenge any other staff uh, right now and shooting the basketball. It's just kind of a fun thing to do. And, you know uh, as you guys as you well know coach Carlson is the all-time leader in, in threes made so it's pretty cool to to have shooting competitions amongst our staff as well.
0: And a part obviously listening to you, uh, family is a huge part of who you are and and what you uh, enjoy about life and uh, this year you became a, a grandpa for the first time, uh, grandson Callahan born to Nick and Jalen. What's, uh, what's that been like? Uh, obviously there's still you Know living in West Michigan, so I'm sure an opportunity to see him. What, what's uh, what's seeing that uh, face looking back at you? Uh, how has that changed you?
1: I wish I could not sound like the stereotypical grandfather. First of all, I can't be my grandfather, just using that term. But, but what I mean by that is uh, your grandchild is the greatest grandchild in the world, and, and I think ours is right. I mean, that's just kind of how it yeah. operates. Um, it's it's the greatest blessing ever, and I've fallen right into that. Um, That stereotype of, hey, the grandparent that thinks his grandchild is the best. We love spending time with him. It's been an incredible blessing during the COVID shutdown because that was the one thing once we, you know, we were always careful when we got together, but it was the one bright spot. Um, We were very limited in what we could do, but we could spend time with him. And it was a a tremendous blessing for Jalen and Nick to, uh, you know, after his birth, uh, they were. Able to be with him and raise him for those really important months and didn't have to go back to work right away. So uh, they've just been tremendous parents and um, And Callahan is is a ray of sunshine very, very happy baby and just seeing him develop and change is something we really appreciate and, and love spending time with him and uh, it's going to be fun to, to watch him, watch him grow.
0: Is he started? He got shot yet? Is he working on that? Oh, no, you know, Nick. Oh, Nick I mean, Nick was a, obviously a very good athlete, and yeah, uh,
1: unfortunately, he, was, he played with that that oblong football and, and baseball. <laughs> I you just got to come over and visit Grandpa Mitch, uh, so he can put that basketball in his hands a little bit more often. But um, yeah, no shot just yet. But he's definitely, you know, we've we've got some hoop gear uh, already delivered. Some friendly Christmas presents that will be delivered as well with uh, with a basketball on them. But, uh, no, I have a feeling he'll be a pretty good athlete with, um, with Jalen and Nick's bloodline. That's for sure.
0: Well, uh, that's, it's just a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I said that, that's the key and finding those bright spots on, on challenging times. That makes all the difference happy for Nick and Jalen and, uh, look forward to seeing Callahan at the boss field house as soon as uh, we are able. So thanks for, uh, spending a few minutes. I know busy time for you, uh, get back, uh, get back to work and uh, as, or, you know, not work, but, you know, still we go. things to do. So thanks for uh, joining uh Craig on the Orange and Blue podcast. And we'll hopefully be talking about some basketball games very soon.
1: Well, that's the plan, Alan. Thank you very much. Appreciate all you do for Hope Athletics and, uh, and uh, go Hope.